Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. I'm Dale, and welcome to the Word Podcast. Thank you so much for joining with me. Tell you what, let's finish out the fifth chapter of 1 Thessalonians today, if we can. Remember what all the Lord had instructed them and really what brought us to this passage. We had looked at the fourth chapter where the Lord had said some things about his return again and what was going to occur and how we need to know these things and encourage one another. And he tells us at the beginning of the fifth chapter, you know, as to the times and the epics, you don't need anything written to you. He had already told them about it. And at some other point, we may go back to the first part at the beginning of 1 Thessalonians and go all the way through it to where you sort of see what the full context is. But he told them about the day of the Lord, how the the world is going to be going peace and safety, but then destruction is going to come, and how it's going to come like a thief in the night. But not to fear, because we as believers are not like the thief in the night. We are sons of light. And so we're not going to undergo uh, the wrath of God. We're not destined for that. We're not like those who get drunk at night and sleep at night. We're not unaware that we will be aware, particularly if we do what he tells us to do which is to put on the breastplate of faith and love and the helmet of salvation. And then out of that, he told them to encourage one another with these words, to build up one another just as they were doing, and to really appreciate those who are diligently laboring among them and have charge over them and give them instruction in the word, that you really esteem them, that you live in peace with one another. And then the Spirit started just firing all these commands to admonish the ruly, (coughs) unruly, (laughs) Uh, to encourage the faint-hearted, to help the weak, to be patient with everyone, not to repay evil with evil, but to seek good for everybody, the best for everyone. And that's for all people, to rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and everything to give thanks, because that is literally the will of God for us in Christ Jesus, to not quench the Spirit. We spent the last whole episode on this, to not quench the Spirit and to not despise prophetic utterances. Again, that is just uh, a standard operating procedure today. And I think that's one of the major reasons that the Western church is absolutely powerless because we quench the spirit and we despise the things that the Lord has given us. And he tells us what to do to examine everything carefully. We're not just to swallow something because somebody says, oh, the Lord says this. No, we're to examine it and we're to hold fast that which is good and we're to abstain from every form of evil. Now, beginning with verse 23 of 1 Thessalonians 5, Paul actually starts closing the letter. And he says this, Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that great? Uh, that, that's a passage that gives us so much insight. And, and all too often with these little intros to letters and these outros, we sort of blow through them and we don't pay any attention. But what he's doing, he's speaking of the fact that God is the God of peace. And may he continue to sanctify us entirely. And may your spirit, soul, and body. There's several places in the New Testament that reveal this truth right here. That we are tripartite beings. That we have a body that we have a spirit, and we have a soul. Now, quite often in Scripture and in other places, we'll see where the, uh, the term spirit and soul are used synonymously, and you sort of have to see what the context is to determine you know, exactly what the Lord's saying. 
But we have a spirit, we have a soul, we have a body. The soul is the seat of the emotions. The spirit is that which is in humans that makes us in the image of God. That's the reason that you can have an animal like a dog, and the dog has a soul. A dog has emotions, right? They'll be happy, they'll be sad, that type of thing. But the dog does not have the spirit made in the image of God. So he's saying, may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the return and the coming of the Lord. Then he says this, verse 24, faithful is he who calls you and he also will bring it to pass. He's saying the one who has called us to salvation. And when you see what happened with this church at Thessalonica, this is so profound. He said he has called you. They went through trying times, troubling times. Uh, they were beaten, okay? He says the Lord is faithful and he will bring it to pass. He will bring the past, his coming, the fulfillment of all salvation, us being together with him forever and forever. And then Paul makes this personal request. Verse 25, he says, brethren, pray for us. And that's it. He just says, pray for us. In other letters, he gets into details and explains what's happening with him at various times in different situations. But here he's just saying, pray for us. Don't forget to pray for us. The next verse, verse 26, greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. It shows uh, the love that the early church had for one another, the compassion they had for one another. And that's the reason when Paul was writing to him, he so often told him to, to make sure you protect that, make sure you fan that into a flame. Then verse 27 to 28, I adjure you by the Lord to have this letter read to all the brethren. And so when he would write these letters, they would, might arrive at a particular church, a particular portion of the body of Christ. But he was saying this, share this with everybody. Share these truths with everyone because he did not want anyone uh, to be tripped up by the evil one and not know what the truth of the Most High God. Then the last verse is this, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Quite often, Paul started his letters with grace and mercy, and he ends it with grace. That's really a good way to start any type of communication. How different would we be if we spoke forth the grace and the mercy and the love of one another at the beginning of a conversation or at the beginning of the time together and at the end of that time together to say the same thing? Hang on to these truths, folks. Realize that the Lord is returning. He is faithful. The one who has called us will bring it to pass. Why does he tarry? He tarries so that there will be more and more that will be brought into the kingdom. Speak forth these truths. Exhort one another. Encourage one another with these. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you again next time.